You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Soul Power to the People podcast. My name is Tess Bregara, Soul Powered Executive Coach. And today I have the beautiful, the gorgeous uh, women's sexuality coach with me. And she's also a birth doula. Her name is Deanne Rose. Did I say your name correctly, Deanne? Yes, you did, Tess. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast. Thank you so much for asking me to be here. I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because, you know, Soul Part to the People podcast is really about discovering the more that we are here to be, do, have, right? And uh, I'm going to ask you what crime against humanity you can shut up about. But the intention of this this show is to reveal why, what might be blocking us, what might be preventing us from fully remembering all that we are, you know, the wholeness of our beingness mm. and not just the not enough, the broken, that we have been programmed day in, day out since the time of our birth and since previous generation that got pa passed on to us. So yeah, let's yeah. go with the question, Deanne. What is the crime against humanity you can't shut up about? Why did you agree to come on the show? Well, I, I believe, and this is, I mean, I, I work mostly with women, but I think in general is that we as as people have have learned and been taught to to suppress our sexual energy. We've been taught that it's it's dirty, that it's you know, it's not worth anything that we just just leave it alone. It's shameful. And it's to me, sexual energy is life force energy. And what better igniter to your power than igniting your life force energy through your sexual energy? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Is what we're going to talk about today applicable to men? I don't want to have to, hey, get off the show. <laughs> It's how do we all come them? Is it applicable to them? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, both both men and women have been. I, I, I say we've been gifted gifted these stories um, from generations on us, our cultures, religion about our sexuality on both sides. So we both have a lot of healing to do. Um, from that area. Um, so we might be coming at it from a different way, but it definitely, it, it encompasses all, both, you know, in both men yeah. and women. Yeah, we're talking about sexual energy and it has been made wrong on both sides of the equation. And, uh, you know, I think we've been divided as a species. You, you, you're, you're a toxic maxillin and you are a helpless <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, female, feminine, uh, and we've equated feminine power as, you know, the vulnerability of our feminine power as weak and which is not 
True. So yeah, so I hope uh, this discussion today will benefit both men and women, both masculine and feminine, yeah. to that integration, you know, so that we stop blaming that you did this to me or, you know, because we've created uh, more wounding as yes. we evolve there's more wounding and there's more separation there's more division so yeah mm -hmm. let's dive into it uh Deanne um yeah oppression suppression for me you know raised in Catholic from when I was a kindergartner all mm -hmm. the way to yes university <laughs> <laughs> run by Spanish uh priests the um um you know looking back i didn't know at that time I, I thought i was just doing fine by that but but since my dark night of the soul since my own awakening i felt i saw the patterns of self-doubt self-deprecation and uh self-hatred self-loathing self-judgment and i believe the what we're going to talk about today is shifting that to really owning our power and the gift of owning our power owning our sexuality as life force energy is freedom mm -hmm. uh fulfillment full expression of our joy and essence um and aliveness and aliveness <laughs> can you imagine oppression and suppression of our nature when when it's it's uh, like that um yeah no wonder there's a lot of uh just just distorted views that turn into anger and resentment and into uh narcissism and abuse of uh, the other sex what are your thoughts yeah i mean i just kind of just very simply look at it as you know when 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 you when you have when you have sex whether it's with a partner or with yourself you feel better right <laughs> and and it just it just emanates from you like you're kind of in a better mood you, you maybe you could process some healing you're healing some wounds you're just showing up as a better person in your life overall and so just imagine you know i truly you know i believe the powers that be knew about this power within us and, and it was a, it was a suppression because you can't control people who feel good about themselves who have vitality in their bodies who who embrace living you know they they're 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 kind they're kind of rebels right they're sovereign beings you can't be controlled so mm -hmm. what how can we control people well we can control people by snuffing out their their energy their vitality and one way to do that is is to suppress the sexual energy to make it feel like it's something that is wrong and it's something we shouldn't connect to um and you know and and making it you know and and that's where you were talking about the anger and you know narcissism like it, it's i believe it's it's coming from the suppression of this energy that most people don't know how to to consciously and effectively release it so it just you know that that expression you know if you push something down it's going to come out sideways and that's what i think like we, we've done to our society with with like all the darkness out there it's come out sideways from from our lack of our not knowing or being able to help in a healthy way express this energy out mm-hmm yeah, I'm trying to remember how 
I, I think it's just for me, it's just reading books or getting into information and learning about the difference between feminine and masculine. Uh, because I was a single mom for 15 years. And as much as I was feminine in my natural, I was functioning as the masculine provider, right. uh, decision maker of the house, um, the sole breadwinner. So, but what about you? How did you come to doing what you're doing right now? Raising awareness on sexuality, sexual energy as life force energy. Yes. So it, my awakening to really my sexual energy came a couple years after my divorce. So in about 2016, I really started diving deep. I had, I had been married for 22 years, um, had two daughters and just, I, I lost myself in the marriage and being a mom, you know, I was, I was showing up for everybody except for myself. And I was experiencing all the physical symptoms, you know, depression, anxiety, thyroid issues, right? My, I wasn't able to speak my truth. I didn't know what my truth was. You know, I'm, I'm a mom, you know, that's fine. You know, and I did massage and like, but other than that, I really had no boundaries whatsoever. And I, I was gifted um, this divorce, basically, okay, here's the cliff. You're going to, I'm pushing you off. Now, what are you going to do? Right. It's like, you know, that, that saying like the bird, the bird doesn't uh, worry that the branch is going to break because they believe in their wings. So like, this is what I had to, like, I have to believe in myself and where, where can I go for that? And really the universe was just putting breadcrumbs in front of me. Um, you know, I went to a couple um, plant medicine ceremonies, met some people there, um, met a beautiful woman who I think was, I judge was in her most divine feminine and meaning beautiful, strong, confident, inner power, but also inner flow. Like, like I'm like, wow, what okay. is that about? Like, who is that person? You know, like that's, that's what I want to be. And, you know, after talking to her and her journey and it's like, okay, like this is, I need to connect, start connecting to my and owning, re, basically remembering my sexuality and, and releasing those old stories of the shame and the guilt that came with it. Because I too was brought up Catholic and Catholic school from kindergarten to before I, I went into um, where I high school, but, um, and my sex education was taught by priests. And so, you know, I was like, where, where do you go from there? What do um, they know about? Yes, this? yeah, yeah. They taught, they taught, he, he told me about my, my menstrual cycle that I was going to get. I'm like, what? That's great. Like, how do you know? Um, so that's really, that's how I got out of my journey. And that's why I went into my coaching and sex, love and relationship um, coaching program and just deep dive within myself. And as I was doing that work, it just became more apparent like, well, if I didn't know about this, if I didn't know the importance of this, there must be many women, many men out there that really don't understand the importance of connecting back to their sexual energy. So let me be the, be the voice for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, your story sounds a lot like my story. You know, there's, there's a lot of um, not knowing myself or not knowing full joy, not knowing fulfillment. Uh, 
you know, the, I, I remember getting married the second time and, and my friends were telling me, well, you're, you're now going to have to learn how to cook and clean. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't sign up for that. Um, the, the expectation that we are going to ignore our own needs, mm -hmm. deny our own happiness mm. and self-sacrifice just because it is our role as a woman. I did not sign up for that and I did not believe it. And therefore, of course, I pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> yeah that's what happens but but then i'm in that in-between world right um i didn't know who to be or who i was until i went through the same journey uh that you were talking about so if people are identifying with us resonating with us you know wanting to shift from that angry resentful lost empty uh, dissatisfied woman how do they go into connecting with their sexual energy and did, do they have to divorce and have a find a new partner in order to have a deeply fulfilling uh, satis you know satisfying life yeah um well i mean i it, it's all on an individual basis um but I, my true belief is you you need to look within yourself so i mean I mean, just a very simple practice is is getting quiet and start to breathe and start to feel your body and just feel what it's like to be in the present moment because this is where your answers are going to be. Your answers aren't aren't really in the past. You're not going to be in the future. They're right here, right now because we we evolve as humans, as spiritual beings. So we're we're different people in different sections of our lives. So. I think it's important to, you know, to, to do that inner inquiry of, you know, where is, is connecting you know, to my, to my sexual energy important for me? Do I believe that it'll have benefit in my life? And why, if it's a yes, wonderful. Why is it a yes? Why is it a no? Because there's there's two different narratives there, you know. If and so, what's what story are you going into? Um, you know, you and I might be able to relate Catholic upbringing, lots of stories around you know sexuality, um, and you know I could choose to. All right, I, yes, I believe that. Fine, I'm going to live my life to what I was taught. No, nothing wrong with that. You know, if that truly resonates in your heart. But if you can do an inquiry and be like, do I still believe this? Does it still serve me right now? No. Okay. So where, where, where can I go for and look for some answers? And I truly believe that, you know, we have that intuitive, once we say yes to, to uh, growth and to expansion, the universe is going to start giving, opening the doors for us, so, you know, and it's our job to have that courage and that trust to say, all right, I'm going to step through that door because tapping in, you know, to your life force energy is it's not for the faint of heart. It, there's going to be changes coming, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's no lie. You know, it, it's, it, it will flip your world for a while because you haven't like anything, like if you start going to the gym for something, you're going to be sore and, you know, and it, once you start 
using a, a muscle or something that you haven't used for it, it takes time to to get strong and and become just a natural way of being. And it's just the same way when like, OK, I I truly believe that my power lies in 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 being in the present moment and bringing in more pleasure and sensuality into my life and, and connecting to my needs as a as a woman, as a man. Mm -hmm. And and yes, there's going to be, you know, you just like you said, Tess, you know, you might piss some people off because you know what, you're going to discover, you can, you're going to discover that about boundaries. If you're a person who has no boundaries, always saying yes, you know, that's the beauty I think about connecting to your sexuality. When you start finding out what you like, then you're like, oh, if I like this, you know, I'm going to start asking for this. I truly believe like the <laughs> in the bedroom, if you can ask for what you want, you can ask for what you want in, in life in general. Like you can walk into your mm. boss's, you know, office and be like, I, I, um, you know, I, I need a raise because I deserve it. This is what I, I need, blah, blah, blah. Like, cause it, it, it's, it's empowering, right? It's very empowering. Um, when you start to get these boundaries, yes, people who are used to you being a people pleaser and all that will get pissed off at you <laughs> and they won't right. understand right however you might get those people like wow you're different you know what's something's different about you like in a good way like what are you doing you know it could just be as you know just as simple as like you know what i'm 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 bringing more pleasure into my life you know i'm being more mindful in my life more present you know um it's and i and i want to bring about just you know bringing it back to sometimes people are like oh sexuality and i don't know but think about i like to just think about pleasure because pleasure ignites your sexual energy it's kind of like the back door to it right so and pleasure could just be as simple as 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 sitting down like i love sitting down with like my favorite my favorite dessert in the whole world is key lime pie and when i have this key lime pie like i savor this this piece of this piece of dessert with all of my senses and that brings pleasure. And when you can, those little things that you start noticing in your life, it will start to ignite you. And then you might, it's like, like I said, the back door to sexuality. Then it's like, oh, I'm actually feeling like, you know, maybe more inspired in my libido now or my desire. And where's that coming from? And let me explore that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, you know, I went a little tangent there, but. <laughs> No, no, I like it because you, you did say earlier to be present with your own body. And I want to take that example of key lime pie, and it can be anything for anybody. It can be a dark chocolate or apple pie or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it is. But I was, I was uh, actually, this is actually the homework I gave to a client of mine, because I remember I was toning. I remember the vibration from the top of my head all the way to my toes and it was I've never felt my body in that way mm, you know there, there's yeah. always a disconnection between our mind and our body right and at least uh, that was you know take a pill and you'll fix your body at least that was the messaging one of the messaging I also did not <laughs> sign up for yes but yes. <laughs> but there was also a disconnect, disconnect because of the programming in religion, society, our culture, um, everything, you know, I, I, I was raised Filipino. So to, for me to be talking about these things is like, a, 
you know, the people's noses will be, (laughs) (laughs) who the hell does she think she is? But here's the thing, we've been separated from our wholeness, we've been separated from our goodness, and and that is my business, right? That (laughs) I've made it my business, so far, right? So, so, So go back to that key line pie where, the minute you started talking about it, I started, you know, my mouth started salivating. I started feeling that pleasure and, and it's not even in front of me. It's the power of our imagination. It's, it's yes. like it's salivating. Can't talk properly right now because it's just salivating right now. <laughs> and if you guys can feel or substitute whatever it is that brings you pleasure and pleasure is not dirty. You know, if, yeah. if it was made dirty, don't think about pleasure. It's going to lead you to something else. It's going to make you lose focus. It makes, you know, focus in your family. That's what's important. You know, yeah, it's all about self-abandonment. Yeah, it's all about yeah. abandoning your own happiness and pleasure. Mm-hmm. But if you can look into that and feel how your body responds and, and spark that connection between you and your body, yeah. that's powerful right there. Yes, you yes. the kingdom. And, and think about, you know, and I, when I work, I work with women with, you know, ch- young children after having birth, you know, and, and of course, you know, they're not really thinking about their own pleasure at that time, but I just really remind them that how beautiful would it have been if you were raised by, you know, parents who, who, you know, believed in, in their pleasure, who didn't think it was selfish if, you know, they brought more pleasure into their life, into their relationship, and, and they showed the family that this was okay. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's a gift you can give to your child. It's not selfish to take care of yourself and to do things that light you up and, um, yeah, bring the pleasure into your life. It, it shows your children that that's okay. You know, you're changing that narrative now. That it's mm-hmm. So, you know, they... They don't have to, you know, go through jumping off a cliff and trying to fly on their own and working through all that stuff. You know, like you, you've given them a, a good foundation of this really just it's a primitive knowing that we have. It's in innate in our bodies that it needs to be nourished and it come out and expressed. It's it's natural. So let's let's, you know, applaud that and and, and teach and teach our the next generation that this is. A, just a natural thing because I mean I, I heard um, a, a while ago it's it might be over in Sweden or, or over there but like their, their sex education begins in in a very in a early age but not like you know they don't teach them like intercourse or things like that but they teach, teach it but like, like pleasure stuff things that they can like make them happy and feel good you know and it's okay to do that and like but there's talk about that there's consent you mentioned the word consent they they learn about consent of you know making sure that you know that person they're with is a yes and you know there's no force like and the their whole you know the society over there just has a different viewpoint about sexuality then over here, where, you know, it's, you know, sex education is not, you know, I remember going, like I said, it, I was the priest who did that, and maybe some in high school, but, you know, there wasn't a lot there, especially for, for women. Um, so, and it, 
and you, you know, I think at that time, you know, as, as a child or young adult, you're like, well, people aren't talking about it. So there must be something wrong with it. So, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. going to ask any questions, you know, because maybe they'll think bad about me, who knows what's going on in your head. But, you know, we just need to be, you know, get, you know, talk about crimes against humanity. Let's, let's start speaking about about sex and, you know, like it's natural and let's give people a great education about it. So we're not acting out of our shadows and, you know, with that anger and that force and, you know, hurting each other. Right. And our talk about sex education, it's also a topic in uh, So Part to the People podcast where they've taken over our school system in teaching kids to the point of normalizing pedophilia. So what we're talking about, the oppression of sexuality to over-sexualizing our children, yeah. there's gotta be a balance that is pure, that is innocent, that is true, that is honoring, yes. not, mm -hmm. you know, we went all the way here. From from here being so oppressed, suppressed to all the way to over sexualizing our kids, yeah, it's crazy that so much so that they're not they don't even know what sexual energy is true to them, whether it's a masculine or feminine energy. You know, it, it's just one gender now, and I think that is a huge crime against our children to distort their sexuality in this manner, distort mm -hmm. their consciousness in this manner, because they'll, I don't know, I, I was oppressed, oppressed, and it took me a lifetime to, <laughs> to, to feel that uh, um, happiness and joy that, you know, the, you know, that they promise is your inherent, your birthright, right? This is your God-given uh, qualities. Right, but it was taken away because I didn't know about it. Right, but then this time around, it's it's just pure distortion and corruption of the children's minds. And please, that's not what we're talking about here. Let's let's mm. talk balance and mm. bringing sensuality and pleasure, um, in a way that is deeply fulfilling, in a way that's aligned to our true nature, not right. distorted, not corrupted. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> right yes yes and and i think that's where it comes i mean this it's a it's a it's a big it's a big topic and what i would just really want to emphasize is you know when people are rediscovering what you know what brings them pleasure and joy to to go into it in a non-judgment way and you know as long as it's not hurting anybody hurting yourself there's you know there's a time to ex explore um and I, I i say that because i know like there's a lot of people out there who you know and and there's some realms i have not even dived into because I don't have an interest in that. And I respect people, you know, what their choices. However, as long as no one is getting hurt um, and there's consent from both people. Um, because like you said, it, I think we've been so oppressed 
people need to look at, you know, taking away that, that, that judgment, but you know, they're, they're, they're just good to might that be that pendulum first that might go into like, what might people think, oh, that's kind of really, really, really weird, weird or something, but all right. I might try that once, but then I'm going to come back to like, oh, a more of a balance, you know? Um, and it looks, it looks different from, from everybody. Um, so, I mean, my, I like to bring in some tantric practices and principles, you know, in, in my partnership. Um, I find that very um, soul soul awakening, spiritual awakening. I get a deep connection with my partner that way. And um, that to, for us brings that sensuality because there's this, there's a soul connection and that works for us where mm -hmm. um, that's where I found um, my, my pleasure and, and what brings me joy is connecting on that level. So can you have a pure sexual pleasure without resolving trauma or woundedness? Mm. Is that possible? To get, uh, uh, when you, when you mentioned yeah. tantric, um, mm -hmm. I imagine a lot of people would just want to dive deep into, okay, just teach me how. <laughs> you know, no, you, you bring up a, a, a wonderful point. And um, I think this is when we talked about like your world might get upside down for a while because I believe to truly connect to your your true sensuality you have to do working through the trauma because if you don't then there's always some shadow there and mm -hmm. when there's shadow that's when things come out sideways um that's where the drama comes out you know trauma equals drama and Can you speak about more about the shadow uh, what 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 is that I, well for, <laughs> yeah for me i mean you know you know the shadow is you know what what's what's behind us what we don't see it's it's i believe our our shadow is that part of us that you know when we react that's mm -hmm. our shadow talking you yeah. know because it's it's just our automatic response to things. Yeah, that sideways thing that you talked about. Right. Push it, push, yeah. it, push it, it goes sideways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when we start to see our shadow and we bring it into the light, therefore it's not the shadow anymore. There's light on it. We that's when we get to to do the work in um into um in either embody it or transmute it. I like to say just trans it's, it's energy. So we don't seriously like just release it. It's still a part of us. Let's transmute it into something um, that's more beneficial for us. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, in, in, and trauma isn't, you know, through my learning and my experience, trauma doesn't have to always be what people might think like a big trauma, like, you know, like, um, you know, either, you know, you were, um, I remember seeing my therapist years ago and, you know, I was feeling a lot of anxiety and she's like, you know, have you experienced any trauma? I'm like, no, I'm like, well, we just moved across country and to a place we don't know anybody and starting a new life. She's like, that's traumatic. I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. You know, I was thinking yeah. of like, 
I was, I wasn't assaulted or anything like physically right. assaulted. I feel like that's like trauma. I, that's what I had in my head. Like that's trauma. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, trauma could be, you know, getting into a, a car accident, even though you're not physically hurt, there's, there's emotional and trauma there. Um, there's, there's holding patterns that we have. So, you know, people, you know, don't think that you haven't had any trauma in your life because I think just getting up in the morning and experiencing life brings some sort of trauma, but it's those big ones that we hold on to, those deep emotions, you know, that, that can lead to us reacting in life and not responding. So those are the things that we need to look at, you know, like emotions, yeah. emotions hang on for a long period of time. You know, feelings, yeah. feelings are fleeting. You know, it could be like, oh, I feel sad, you know, but then it could be, I feel sad that something, you know, happened like that my, I don't know, mm -hmm. the, squir the squirrel got hit by a car. Yeah, but, but, but when you say, I, I feel sad that someone happened because I am, and then you attach meaning and then that emotion then becomes stuck. Right. Yeah. So when you identify with it, I like guess part is you. Now you actually own claimed ownership of it. Yes. Yeah, so and now you're going to hold yeah. on to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then it becomes a pattern and, mm -hmm. until you become aware. Oh my God, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to add on, you know, I was, I was doing that swinging pendulum earlier and I feel that that's our shadow, the collective shadow, what's happening right now. Like it's, mm -hmm rearing it's it's ugly right now you know what whatever that is that's happening in our school system in our children right now being corrupted um very early on in life but this is bringing light into it so it's yeah. it's exposing itself the shadow is exposing itself so that it can be brought to light brought back into balance i just want to mm -hmm. uh people that as you were talking that came came to mind but yeah and then also releasing the shame uh because as long as there's shame there's shadow the shame of the oppression the shame of sex the shame was installed in us i feel like i would have been okay with sex masturbation and those are words that i wouldn't even utter until yeah. i was old enough to okay just say it <laughs> Right. Saying yes. the F word, just saying the <laughs> F word. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna say it because I don't want anything. I, I don't want shame to be controlling me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really interesting. And um <laughs> how did you become a doula? Were you a doula since um before uh, when you were married, or is that something new? No, no. Um that's something new and um that it just it it came to me you know i don't i don't know what i was watching um oh actually i was watching a, a movie about mary magdalene and and um she was it kind of opened up where she was in a hut with another woman and the woman was giving birth and i was just like really drawn to mary magdalene and how she was responding to this woman and i'm like wow I'm like I could do that. You know, like I want to, it's almost like I want to pay this forward. Like my, my big heart, I think I, I want to nurture women as they're giving birth. Um, and it, you know, like anything that happens, you know, we, we choose things that actually heal ourselves, you know? So like once I decided on that, I, then my, my two birth experiences started bubbling up and 
I was able to, I felt I held a lot of shame and guilt around both of them. They're both totally different, but I still felt I had a lot of, I held that in my body and I was able to, to again, bring that to the light and, and move it through. Like my, my first child was a cesarean and it took me many, many years. I couldn't even touch my scar without crying. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so my decision to become a doula helped me heal my birth experiences. And, and now I just, just get so much joy about being, um, being a support for a woman as she goes through this huge transition. It's interesting that you mentioned Mary Magdalene. I, in the Catholic faith, you know, she was painted as a prostitute, right? Mm-hmm. When in fact she was a healer. And this documentary that it's the same documentary that we watch, it really opened my eyes to the oppression and suppression of the female nurturing healing energy. Yeah. Because they really don't want us to, the more controlled we are, the more we don't know our own power, the more mm-hmm. we can be regulated to comply and submit. Yeah. And um, really that just creates a lot of internal hell for for us individually. And um, yeah, I, I really love that movie too. And uh, speaking of biblical people, so. Mary, the mother of Jesus, gave birth in the barn without medical devices. Can you, what can you share about the difference between the natural birth and how come hospitalization has become the norm? Yeah, um, yeah, that's, I think hospitalization become the norm because of fear. and the lack of of real education for 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 women to know what is truly available and um and you know systematically i think both men and women we've lost faith in our own bodies as mm-hmm. the innate intelligence that it has um to heal itself to you know to, to give birth um you know there are certain, you know, interventions sometimes that need to happen. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying women didn't used to die during childbirth. That yes, that, that was uh, something that, you know, did happen. Um, but again, on your pendulum, <laughs> I think, I think it swung way over. It's like, well, we're not even just going to give the woman a chance to give birth. We're just going to either take the baby out surgically or pump her full of, you know, um, fake hormones to get this this pregnancy started and, and there's repercussions for the Mm. woman and the baby. I mean, there's, and it's, I mean, that could just be a whole podcast in itself, you know, a talk because you, once you start manipulating one thing, it has a domino effect down the way. And, you know, how far down the way? Well, I, you know, if does it follow the child's life? I mean, a way a child, yeah, I, I truly believe the way you come into this world affects, you know, affects you, <laughs> and you know h- how you are in this world, um, and you know the, the mother's state 
of give, when she was giving birth, you know, was she fearful and didn't feel in control? And like, that could be how she's actually going to be mother this child out of fear or not trusting herself, right? So mm -hmm. maybe the child gets to feel like, oh, mom doesn't trust, you know, I don't feel safe. So they take on different kind of personality traits and who knows? I mean, I'm, you know, I think it does affect the going down the line, but in the end, immediate, it does affect the woman um, going through this experience when she's not able to move through it in the way that her body needs to. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I truly believe just educating women just to give them the, the information so they can make the best choice for themselves. Because most importantly, a woman needs to feel safe in the place that she's given birth, whatever mm -hmm. that is. So as long as she's feeling safe, that this is the best for her, that she feels empowered to advocate for herself, to say no to certain things, you know, when she doesn't want them, then that that's really what you, I want for my clients, you know, is just making sure that they know they can advocate for themselves. Right, right. And what I'm hearing in this conversation is hospitalization is just one choice. There are other choices available. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Yes. And it also brought me back to my own uh, birth experiences. I had to use Pytocin for both my children were past their due dates. Mm -hmm. And I was given Pytocin. I think that's what it's called to uh, hasten. Pitocin. Pitocin, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, to hasten the delivery process. So that's why I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, that Pitocin is a synthetic of the oxytocin, which you, the body naturally produces for birth to occur. So mm -hmm. the oxytocin is the feel-good hormone. Um, the Pitocin, because it's synthetic, the thing about the oxytocin is when you have it come naturally, it goes into the blood barrier. So it starts to bring in the pleasure, actually. You don't feel as What's much pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel as, you're, the pain. It was a boom, boom, boom. Like all of but a sudden it's but, there. But that's the difference. The Pitocin doesn't go yeah. through the brain. So you didn't get the effects of that natural feel good stuff. You got that boom, 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 you know. Danger, so, it's, yeah. it's time. Yeah, yeah, like mm -hmm. the, the force. And you didn't, your, your body didn't have that other aspect of like, oh, I can relax into this. This is okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, my first childbirth, even though I was given Pitocin, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> um, they gave me some kind of concoction because I, I said, I don't want anesthesia. I just want to be able to sleep and I, I want to be able to push. So mm -hmm. it's assisted but it's also, um, you know, very gentle. I, I, I still push. The second pregnancy though, they didn't listen to me at all. They, they gave me anesthesia that had me frozen mm. from waist down. So I didn't even feel, I didn't know if I was pushing or not, you know? So I felt um, unheard at that time. And yeah, it was really, and I pushed and I delivered. And then, you know, you talked about, I, I escaped cesarean, but I also had 
an, a surgery done on me because my uterus ruptured because oh. my baby was 10 pounds eight ounces so both oh. both of them were okay. delayed and both of them were big babies mm. and my ob at that time uh she lied to me she said you'll you're, you're asian you'll never have a big baby <laughs> so yeah yeah no yeah. the i wish i had the oxytocin any but i didn't know i was just simply going by what by what the doctor uh my doctor suggested yeah. and this was the choice that you have or you say yes or no and i i had no idea so mm -hmm. yeah so so what we want for the listeners to know is that you have a choice and what other choices do they have out there other than what we've already talked about? Oh, for um, <clears throat> the birthing, uh, for the birthing for, mom. For birthing yeah. or for this bringing in more pleasure. Oh yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, there's, I mean, for birthing, yes. I mean, you have your hospital, you have natural birthing centers, you have your, you know, at home, um, you know, options, whatever feeling is good for you. Um, you know, pleasure. I mean, there's there's different ways we talked about just as as simple as as food, like igniting all five senses is actually the key to bringing more pleasure into your life. You know, I think that's one reason why we got these five senses of ours, you know, our touch and our smell and our sight and our hearing, you know, we start to open them up and they become more crystal clear, just we just begin to see more beauty and feel more beauty and hear more beauty around us it just uplifts our spirit. Um, and, you know, the choices in, you know, in in, in heightened our, our sexuality. Yes, you can just, you know, studying in, in the Tantra, my I, when I work with women, I teach them to use um, the jade eggs into their practice, breast massage. Um, men on the, on that side can, you know, with the Tantra, they can start um, learning how to move their, their energy through their bodies um, instead of ejaculating it out um, into the world. Um, so that's very empowering for men to learn how to um, keep their life force energy and utilize it inside and not because it's very depleting. I am um, the, the what? Yes, okay. Well, yeah, well, you, you just really, totally lost me. So you can you men can have orgasm without ejaculating it. Yes, out? they're not. Yes, because you can't. Does this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> before puberty so that, is that a birth control then <laughs> can it exist as no, a, yes. a birth control yes absolutely okay, so we're on the same page here we're I'm, I'm actually understanding what you're saying okay but how yeah wow. absolutely um well just a little backstory so before puberty boys you know could they have orgasms it's usually you know i think boys i'm just making an assumption boys are a little bit more playful with themselves than girls are, <laughs> but you know, uh, more inquisitive, um, I should say. Um, so but they can have orgasms, but they're not ejaculating anything because they don't have anything. They're not, they haven't gone through adolescence. So it's, there's a fine, there's a fine line and it takes a, a man, you know, to, to practice this and be and be in tune with his body. But, 
just like women, you know, we can, you know, we can go orgasm, we can get up to a point and then we can come back down. We, we can kind of wait, ride sometimes before actually going over. Men can learn how to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to ejaculate. But it's a fine, it's a fine line. A man has to understand like when that tipping point is. Interesting, because I've been told, and this is not hearsay, <laughs> that they get achy down there if they don't release. I think that's just them saying <laughs> they they. As I think it's a form of manipulation. <laughs> and on the flip side of that is there's guilt if you know if you don't bring pleasure to your man. Oh my god, he didn't finish. Yeah, well, yeah, no, exactly. No, but it's 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 not that. I mean, I was just reading a book um and then some Taoist teachings, and they actually say that because I was reading it to my partner, because he's like 55. He's like men between like, you know, 50 and, you know, 70 should only be ejaculating two times a month. And then after like age 70, it's, you don't, you don't ejaculate because it's, it's life force energy. Like you, you, you at that age, you want to keep that in, you know, but even younger, you know, younger men, it's still, it's not every day that you should be exact. It's depleting to their system, actually. So um, learning how to not do that. And because the thing is, is when you, when men learn how to do that, they have more creative energy, they have more vitality, you know, so they're not spent. It really is, you know, they're, they're asleep until... Well, well, that's what happens, right? The next day, yeah, they're really drained and exhausted. Right. And so don't bother me, me woman. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, it's actually in a woman's best interest to encourage her part, her man to learn how to do this. So then he actually lasts longer for her. You've just totally blown my mind. That's the first time I'm, I'm going to refer people to this podcast. (laughs) Did you know? And, you know, and I'm, I'm not negating that men might feel pressure down there, but I would challenge that. Is it, is it, again, is it a story? You just keep, you tell yourself that if I don't do that, I'm going to feel, because if you tell yourself that, then yes, you know, Um, or is it actually, you know, I, I, I would, I would just challenge just to kind of relook at that. Um, You know, my experience is when men can, retain and circulate without ejaculating they don't have that it's called like blue balls effect <laughs> um so i think it's just another narrative that's was put out there to wow. this is such a paradigm shifting conversation <laughs> that happens when you talk to me sometimes <laughs> so is there anything else you want to <laughs> Uh, share with the audience? Oh, I just, just encourage people to, I, you know, if, if you're having blockages about, you know, to connecting to your sexual energy, just, just relook at that. Um, it's, it's not something that's dirty. Um, it, it's part of you. 
it needs to be celebrated and nourished. And I, I truly believe that it will change your life when when you do acknowledge and and put some time and effort to bringing this energy into your into your life. And um, there's a quote I I heard it from a song was something about either was no um, no wrath than a woman scorned, but nothing more beautiful than a woman reborn. And that's what mm. I feel, you know, and, and we'll put men in there too. You know, like when we could really tap into our own true essence, connect with that, do the work to um, bring that out and basically rebirth ourselves. There's there's no stopping what we and as a collective can can do in this world. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I hope you guys have seen the power of shifting your consciousness, you know, power of discovering things about yourself. Uh, my mind was blown just now. And I bet you, I will <laughs> use that knowledge to better uh, my relationships <laughs> and experiences and, and, and pleasure. Um, I guarantee you, <laughs> that's a promise. I love it. <laughs> but, but really, um, really encourage and give yourself full permission to know who you really are and not just go by the stories that we've heard, the stories that got passed on to us, the belief systems, mm -hmm. trauma, uh, heartbreaks, um, negative uh, experiences. Uh, we don't need those past ex experiences to trap us any longer and separate us from our pleasure from our life force energy because like Dion said your sexual energy is the key um it's synonymous it is the mm -hmm. life force energy and uh yeah uh, I am inviting you to look more into that because right there is the key to the kingdom yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well said. <laughs> uh, where can people find you, Deanne? Uh, my website is deannerose.net. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Deanne Rose. I have a Facebook group called The Unbridled Woman. And I'm on Instagram, I'm Deanne Rose Coaching. Mm, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for coming Thank today. You. This My was pleasure. really a great conversation. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us and uh, God bless. <laughs>